This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining! Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, edition number 43 of the 2021-22 season. Joining myself, Omar, is my regular co-host, Mr. Mickey Simpson. Right, geese? Yes, mate, you? Yeah, living the dream. Living the dream as always, mate. Um, not to let you down at the gym just yet, so, you know, we're due for our first session tomorrow morning, so, you know, things are going hunky Third session. Third, yeah, third session, and it's not too bad so far, so, yeah. Yeah, so we're, con- we're consistent with what, it so this far. About? Oh, you see, Kai didn't tune into the podcast the other day. Me no, 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 don't tell him. Don't tell him. You need to listen <laughs> to episode. You need to listen to episode forty-two, mate. I did see a funny. I saw a comment on on YouTube saying something like uh, Mickey and Omar something, and then they I didn't quite catch it, but it was like keenies. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, we you need to listen to episode 42 to realise what we're talking about. There you oh, go. Wow. See, you've got to get involved, Kai. Hello to you as well, by the way, mate. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Do you like my painting on the wall, by the way? Yes, I love it. Nice see, we've discovered that uh, StreamYard have um, all sorts of fun dory effects nowadays. So, um, yeah, I think uh, me and Mickey got the blur screen. Kai's got Tim Cahill and Neil Harris, two legends in the background there. What game was it, Kai? Uh, uh, Sunderland 2004 uh, semi-finals, I think. Just yeah, testing, because you was what, probably two years old then? One and a half. Oh my god, <laughs> Mickey, how old was you in 2004? Um, your age 40. now, 40. <laughs> I was your age. I was how old you are now. I was that age, unbelievable. So, 20 years ago, would it near enough? What, no, 18 years ago, 18 years ago, yeah. So, 18 years ago, I would have been what, yeah, 20. 24 maybe 25 <laughs> a little insight to the age that mickey is nowadays but it's all right mate we're all gonna get there one oh, day 40... so. How 46 46 47 this year obviously today's show guys we're gonna be talking about um tuesday night's drubbing slash whatever you want to call it we'll go into more detail about that game at fulham uh 3-0 defeat and the second part of the show we're going to talk about a welcome back to Millwall. I'm going to put him as a legend because he is in my time anyway. And I think, you know, he's in the scoring charts in the top 10, isn't he? Steve Morrison comes back to town on Saturday, leading Cardiff City to the den, looking to make it four wins on the balance in the league for them. So we'll go straight to part number one now. Obviously, if you're new around here, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new. If you're listening on audio, you can subscribe too. It helps us bump up the charts just a little bit more. And uh, like we We're massive say, in there at the minute, mate. So thank you very much for everyone who's been doing it. And like we always say, we appreciate any sort of interactions we get because it's quite fun to keep up with you guys and see what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, we'll go into the first part of the show now. And welcome to the first part of the show. As mentioned, Millwall lost 3-0 to the hands of Fulham. 3-0 defeat, Kai, at Craven Cottage. I guess a bit of a synopsis, please, mate, of what you made of Tuesday night. Um, Definitely wasn't a 3-0 scoreline. Um, the majority of it, there was some part, large parts of the game where I thought we actually looked um, quite a good sign. Actually, um, we matched them in terms of the ball, ball in terms of re, you know retention of the ball. Um, you know, our, our our play. I thought our passing was quite nice. Um, we looked to get forward well. Murray Wallace was outstanding. Um, but no, I think uh, Rowett, uh, you know, said it in his in his post match. You know, he said that. Um, he just he said that you know we probably actually had better chances than they did. They we just didn't take them, but they did, and that's that's the difference, isn't it? Mickey, glass half full, glass half empty. After that, I mean, talk to me. I mean, let's 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 put a bit of obviously a caveat to it. it was three 0 defeat. Mitrovic scored after twenty nine minutes, and then he then scored in the fiftieth minute to make it two 0 We made our customary sub of taking off a defender, putting Jed Wallace on the pitch in the fifty seventh minute, and I agree with Kai. From that point onwards, we was definitely in the game, but. It's one of those where you look at it and go, we didn't have any chance to first half playing a back five, went to back four, started to go for it again. And no coincidence, we gave them a game. But at the same time, they're 2-0 up and kind of coasting at that point. And as Kai said there, we didn't take any chances either, mate. So what did you make of Tuesday night, pal? I think it weren't a bad game, to be fair, um, considering who it was when we thought we were going to get a job in. Do I think it was great? No, I think it was a, another um, absolute masterclass in, in Rarick's tactical fucking expertise um also showed us up for how badly we don't have um a proven goal scorer 
Um, because I think if we had, like Fulham's got a couple of players who can stick balls away, I think it could have been a different game. Um, but look, it is what it is. We lost 3-0. Um, it could have been a lot worse. But then again, you know, if we had played attacking from the first moment rather than, you know, waiting for the subs, then maybe if we could have got a goal, it could have gone, you know, it might have gone a different way. But hey-ho, it is what it is. And um, we're used to this defending football now, but badly. I touched on it there. Obviously, we played a back five. An interesting selection, obviously, in the heart of the defence there, Kai, with Alex Pierce coming in. Scott Malone, obviously, injured. Uh, so it was a back five of Bilkowski, Hutchison, Pierce, Cooper, McNamara and Wallace. Um, before I go on to the rest of the team, obviously, Pierce was in there. I mean, I don't think he was by any means poor. I feel kind of twisted on Pierce nowadays. He's always been the kind of the brunt end of the jokes amongst Mill fans. We don't really know why he stayed around for footballing sense. We always say, oh, he's good in the dressing room. dressing room." But now that I've seen him play recently in a few games, I see what he brings to the side in his organisational skills. And you can see him constantly barking orders. But he's just not a championship centre-half anymore, is he, Kai? And um, it was interesting anyway, I thought, when I was sitting there in the pub having a pre-game pint. And then I'm thinking the prospect of Mitch Fitch against Alex Pierce. Uh, it played out, obviously, Mitch scored twice. I'm not going to say Pierce at a fault for both the goals. But the defending was a bit questionable, you could say, for the first and the same for the second in the end. So it's one of those where, you know, it just kind of shows limitations, I guess, we got as a squad. Ballard's soon to be back. But Pierce playing on Tuesday was definitely a raised eyebrow for me. Definitely. And when I rang, uh, rang my granddad to tell him the team about, what, quarter quarter seven, he was so annoyed. He was fuming. He goes, you could have told me that a bit earlier. I wouldn't have come. <laughs> so he's, he's like he was he, he didn't believe me he, he just didn't believe it he, I, mm. I told her that Malone was injured or you know he's injured now um and, and no it was I mean I, I was a very I raised my eyebrows as well I was really surprised to see him in the team um I didn't actually think he did all that bad um I thought he was you know very good in terms of his um you know captain skills in terms of organizing everyone um you know he has that sort of he has that knack of just trying to get everyone up for a game um I think he does it well um, but I think with maybe Ballard in the middle or Murray Wallace and Malone at left back, you know, we might have done a little, little bit better. Uh, Malone hasn't been great at all uh, this season, but I just think with Murray Wallace in the centre instead, it might have been, we might have been a bit more um, stable in there. But Murray Wallace had a fantastic game, didn't he? That, uh, that little bit, that, uh, what was it, second half, um, was it Mitrovic when he, he, he sort of outmuscled him, didn't he? And I think he might have, did he put it for his legs as well? It was quite difficult. On the right side of the pitch after a yeah. set piece. He then takes him on down the right flank, manages to put it through his legs and, like you say, put a good ball into the box. Oh, I'm with you that, you know, I don't think it was poor to an extent, but we still lost 3-0, Kai. You know, and Mickey, like, yeah, like, as Kai said, people had good games. There's a couple stand-up moments where we could have got back in the game we'll touch on half in a minute. But obviously the rest of the team was Mitchell, Keith and Beld, Bennett and Burke with a phobia up top. Can you say... Obviously, Kai say Murray Wallace had a you know great game and you know has definitely put some moments of joy into Mill fans. You know, taking on players and doing things you just don't expect Murray Wallace to do, but at the same time, do. Can you say anyone played well when we lose three 0 or what do you think, mate? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look. At the end of the day, we could have been spanked fucking six seven nil, and we weren't. I think we took it. We did take it to him to a degree, but it's just. It's again, it's that proven scorer. We just haven't got a proven scorer. And with a team like um, Fulham, you don't get any opportunities. 
Do you know what I mean? If if you if you don't have people running with it or, or be able to get in there, you ain't you you're not going to be able to kick it through, are you? You're not going to be able to lob the ball up with a team like Fulham. It just ain't going to happen. So yeah, okay, Wallace is good. You know he he's okay, but he's coming back. But no, it's, I still don't think they're as passionate as they would have been. And I I don't know, mate. I. I, I I'm I'm drawn now whether or not it's the team just playing shit or it's fucking something's not right there. With the rumours what come out today, I mean the second it seems to be every day we go to record a show, there seems to be another rumour coming out, another WhatsApp messages and everything else. Everything coming out today, you just don't know, do you? Is it is it the club? Is it the board? Is it you know? Is it Rowett? What's the issue? Why aren't they just don't? Why don't they just seem to play? you know, how we all think they should play. Why isn't Rowett just playing them as a back four and going forward? We know why he played a back five, because he wanted to try and, you know, as he said on previous fucking press conferences before, want to keep ourselves in the game. And then about 55, 65 minutes, I'll bring on a couple of fast paces and we'll have a go at the counter-attack. Well, well, if you'd have played that from the fucking 25 minutes, then we might have been in with a chance. It's all hearsay, but let's park the rumours because they're there, obviously, and I'm sure a lot of people will get past the same rumours, but they're rumours for a reason, and anyone could have made them text up for all we know and try to, you know, spread hearsay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. let's park the boards and the club for a minute and let's talk about on the pitch. The person in charge of them set of players is Gary Rowett, Kai. Um, I hear what Mickey's saying, and I think everyone thinks the same sort of thing, you know. We've gone to Fulham. They've scored silly amount of goals. They break records for goal scorers. Mitrovic is going to get 32 goals probably by the weekend, and he's going to be the all-time best in the season for championship ever in February. I get it, Kai, but am I being a bit cynical by saying if we had a you know you look at Nottingham Forest on the weekend beating Leicester four-one with a team Nottingham Forest by the way that start of the season couldn't buy a win for Toffee to use a phrase Mickey likes to use couldn't do it for Toffee, but. Is it because we're not drilled enough? Are we? There's no style of play to this Mill team. I couldn't tell you how Mill play, Kai. Maybe if it's a, a different coach in charge, if we have a, a system that we all kind of get behind and trust and know, we might have been able to give Fulham a bit, a bit of a better game. I don't know if that's just me thinking that, Kai, or if I'm being a bit of a cynic. What, what do you reckon, mate? I think we need to have a bit more of an identity in, mm-hmm. in the team, Ralph. You know, I think, you know, Rao does have that five at the back and that does that our identity at the moment is five at the back but our identity isn't enough to win games at the moment under Harris uh, when we had Harris you know in League One the championship we had a set identity and you know we we knew what we were going to do to win games and obviously my, my answer is not bring Harris back not by you know he's doing very well at Gillingham but mm-hmm. you know that's not that's not the answer I don't I don't think um, obviously, I'd like to see Harris back at some point but in many years to come once he's a bit more experienced go on Mickey it's a good comment on Hoff that um, Rowett's never won, never got a team promoted from the championship. He's sort of like, he's the manager really for a team that comes into the championship. He gets them established as a championship club and then you need to bring someone else in to take them the next step. And he's done that. I mean, don't get us wrong. He's, he's a stable, you know, the first two years he's established us as a, a middle table club in the championship, which is great, which the board wants and obviously everyone wants. But, you know, this season, what's he doing? I mean, he Have just... he established us, though, Mickey? Or are we going backwards? My well, question I, think, to you there. I think this this season, we seem to be going backwards. Because the only reason I say that is I feel like the first... We've not moved, have we? 
We've not... No, we haven't. And if anything, we are going backwards because we're up yeah. to February now and a lot of people are writing the season off. I'm not saying we couldn't go on a crazy run. What, there's 17 games left in our season. You could, in theory, string a good run of form together and go for it in all intents and purposes and give good games against opposition. We'll talk about the Cardiff game, obviously, in more detail in a bit. But we both, all three of us know, we're not going to go for it against Cardiff on Saturday. We're going to man- right. manage the game. He's going to play it the last team. half hour. As he always says... Despite the fact before the Fulham game, he's saying, you know, the, the way to play against these sides is to attack them. We had two shots in the first half, and I think the best chance we had was Keith Bell on a half volley from outside the box. Yeah. We don't create chances in this 5 2 3 system. We we kind of leave our strikers isolated. You know, you've yeah. got Burke in there with his electric pace, who I actually thought had a good game Tuesday night at, at moments, but you need to bring these players in, into the game. You need to throw bodies forward and go for it. And of course, when you play against Fulham, you know, and if we got a nil-nil on Tuesday night, I think we'd all be sitting here going, how the fuck did we do that? Happy yeah. days. Yeah. However, the, the, there is no system that I can get behind from this right side. And I've been saying it for weeks upon end because what is there about this Mill team? You, we Obviously, Kai mentioned Neil Harris's Mill when we got promoted. Yeah, we got him in after Holloway. He was a firefighter, sorted things out. And then there was a clear identity to how we play. We've got Mill-type players in there. I hate that word, but it's true. We had Mill yeah. players in there that understood the Absolutely. club, how to play in front of them with fans. And one of them is going to be in the dugout on Saturday against us. And I bet you any money that Cardiff team is probably going to run rampant on Saturday. I really do think it because we're not going to line up with a back four Saturday. We're not going to go and try and attack the game. We're not going to have four attacks on the pitch to try and pick teams apart. We're going to sit back and let teams come onto us and try to counter-attack them. And At home. At home, and I'm just fed up with it. I really am. And I know, look, like I said, I, I agree, like, you know, with Mickey, what you said earlier, I probably thought we'd probably lose six or seven nil Tuesday night. And don't get me wrong, like, I thought first 10 minutes we gave it a good go, and then we just faded away. And we go 2 0 down. He makes a predictable sub, takes Pierce off, put Wallace on. And by the way, we look so much better team now that he's back. I don't know if anyone thought that. Obviously, he had no direct involvement in all the chances, like, he, he was involved with a couple. But Kai, just having that presence of Jed on the pitch, I think it just lifts the rest of the players and believes they can create something. I don't know if you think the same. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I was just going to touch back on the start of the game. I thought, you know, Mitri scored 29th minute. But the first, first 10, 15 minutes, I thought, you know, Keith probably should have done better, shouldn't he, with that strike? Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe if he scores there, I'm not saying we would have won, but I'm just saying that would have been a nice you never start. Know. And you never know, do you? So, yeah, but it would have just um, covered over how shit route it is, though, isn't it? I mean, if you look at back through the season, has the wins we've got, have they been great or are they just covering over the cracks? Of... Only the Birmingham game was the was a good win. Only the Birmingham maybe, game Stoke, maybe Stoke, where we turned it around. Yeah, like, that, that was, was a good win as well, yeah. But that was only for a 20-minute spell. And like we've not yet to show over a full 90-minute game where we just go for it. And no, was that no. was, was and Stoke? Think, and, and after that... the game, after the game, sorry, Rowett's turning around and saying, you know, we've got 17 games left. It's up to the players now to make something of this. Well, yeah, but it's also up to you to set a team up to go for it. And I think I speak on behalf of you both here and everyone else listening and everyone else that watches Mill on a weekly basis. We just want to see a team with a bit, a bit of, you know, a bit of bite about them, a bit of desire to win the game and yeah. just let, unleash the attackers we've got. You've got a lot of attackers there at the club now. No forwards, admittedly. And I do think that's a questionable one because I didn't think Afobi was poor on Tuesday, but he knows he's going to start every game in, at the moment. In the I think he was quite like, isolated, wasn't he, Afobi? Yeah, he's true. Like, like, yeah, does he? 
he had that chance in the second half and Rodak makes a great save, makes himself big. And we all thought he was in at the time. I don't know how, but we did, even though we we're right in front of the goal. <laughs> but it's I, I just I just question the idea that okay, we didn't get our targets we all wanted, and we'll get onto the paper articles that have come out today from South London Press. But like I just think to myself, like there is no uh, there is no hope here with this team under the manager. Am I being silly, Mickey? I, I'm struggling to get my words into it here because it's the same no, story I, it's been all season. I don't think you are. I think it's it's one of them. The players are capable of playing if you let them play the way they want to play. But Rowett seems to think that he knows best. When you watch these coaching videos what are across YouTube, or out, the way he wants people to play, the way he pretends is his, is his way isn't the way the team's playing. You might see a few bits of it, but it's not the way that, you know, he wants to play fast ball, all of that. All he seems to do is get the ball and keep fucking it, passing it backwards. If we actually put the effort into passing the ball forward, keeping hold of it and going forward with the ball, we might get more chances. So, it's it, again, it's, you know, look, I'm getting to the stage now where I think, you know, there's something not right. He, the players aren't listening to him. His tactics are potentially, they think, are shit. Or he just hasn't got any power over the team. Um, and we're shit. We need a striker. We just, we didn't get a striker in, you know. Thank fuck we didn't necessarily get a defender in either. But we got a 29-year-old fucking player who is not really on fire at the minute. It's as if we, you know, it's as if we want to go to Marks and Spencer's, but we stop off at fucking Audi on the way. Do you know what I mean? I think with it's... Freeman, I do think Freeman is actually an interesting signing. Like, and I, I thought he looked good when he came on. And yeah, I he think did look he, good. I think he, but he is twenty nine years old. But, but that doesn't mean he's he's not over the hill. But he's not our player, so it's like you're you're better in someone else's player. If he yeah. if Freeman becomes our best player for the next seventeen games, I assure you he won't sign for us next season. Because he'll have a, he- a value on his heads, and someone will sign him, thinking he does the business in the championship, and that's the problem. And I just feel like we're going in a weird cycle of we're just signing loan players, and like we're going to be fucked in the summer. Well, yeah, this is what I was coming on to. So obviously, just to end up on the Fulham game, obviously Decker Dover Reed scores towards the end. Let's be honest, right? We none of us expected to get a result against Fulham, but I just thought we could have took more of a game to them before we did in the second half. We looked good in the second half. Jed had a good chance; he should have scored. Oli Burke's direct running was, you know, great to see. And I, I do think there's an actual weapon there with him to have because when he has the ball and he's running at people's direct pace, no one knows what he's going to do. And I don't think he does either at times. Yeah. However, what he does is he attracts all the players towards him. And that was highlighted yeah. in that dead chance where there's three or four players around Burke. He gets his head up, sees what uh, was on the edge of the six-yard line. Give it to him, and Jed should bury it, shouldn't he, Kai? Have you noticed the way? Have you noticed the way he presses as well? But he's a very yeah. clever because he, he, he sort of he sort of tiptoes towards them, and then he gets, he bolts them, and then they're like, "Oh my god, he's here!" Like he's so many times like that. And like, don't get me wrong, like signing Burke when we let's be honest, we all think our season's over. It comes at the expense of playing, you know, potentially Bury or however he wants to line this team up. And that is a downside because we want to see our young players, see how they can do in the championship. And this is the perfect time to audition them and see what they're like. And I think the same for Muller. I hope he gets a chance. And Nana Boateng, you know, I hope these players come in towards the end of the season, especially as our season's petering away to nothingness at the moment. So that is a downside. But as Mickey touched on there, Kai, we have a lot of players out of contract at the end of the season. And we have a lot of loan players here. And I think we're going to be left with 14 first-team players. Players, if you include the loanies that are out on loan in League One and Two at the moment, 
they're going to come back to us. What 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 are you expecting to happen towards the end of the season here? That's going to start to take shape of Rowett's Millwall, and also why have we got to this scenario now where we've not got many contracted players going to the new season? Crazy. Why? Man, I, I think there's going to be there's going to be a need, there's going to be a what well, need to be a big rebuild, isn't there? I think Dan Marsh said it the other week, didn't he? Um, that you know there's there's there needs to be you know a lot of players come in the summer, a lot of forwards. Um, because you've got a majority of them out. Um, but let's have it right, Kai. We've been saying for the last two summers and last two January windows, there needs to be a rebuild. There needs to be movement. And here we are. Do you again. trust? Do you trust Rowett to be the person who does that rebuild? Because I think you don't. You said to me. Yeah, go on. Uh, so I, no, I think. Listen, right. What I, I want to say here is that what I want to say right now with the with the bunch that we have, right, the attackers that we have right now, who are who are probably going to go in the summer. You know, let's you know. Obviously, you've got Loney, like Benick, Shea, Oli Burke, all the other, you know, then players, hopefully, you know, you hopefully you can sign them permanently. It's difficult. New message. Hey, man, it's Devin, you know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we setting sail, Captain? <laughs> And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> when you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Deals to do, but hopefully Benick and Ojo would, you'd hope we'd maybe have to sign them permanently. And I think with the players we've got right now, right now and I know Mickey touched on it earlier, that them players are more than capable of, I'm just going back a little bit here and just touching on what you said earlier, that them players are more than capable of being let free, if you know what I mean. And just absolutely let, let, just, let just just to let them go go up go up teams, you know. But I'm not gonna I'm not saying we'd be like Fulham and we'd score six or six or seven, but I definitely think we've got the we've got the capability in that team to score more than two. Two we three, don't four. need to score six or seven. All we need to do is score one or two and then defend. Well, this is another you know, there, two, defend, clean sheets, go. First year he came in, we had clean sheets, second season, 
okay, third season, we don't we don't seem to be able to get a clean so sheet for is... fucking going. Yeah, he yeah. comes out on press conference going, two clean sheets on the bounce, that's really good for us. Fuck off. You can't, keep, you can't keep clean sheets either. So something's terribly no. gone wrong in this team stuff. We don't, uh, we don't create a lot of lost... chances. We don't create no. a lot of chances. We don't score a lot of chances we do get. And then we also struggle to keep clean sheets. It's a bad tonic there. It's a bad, bad, bad recipe. And the reason why I touched on, obviously, the contract situation as well, it stinks of the year we went down with Harris. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, Holloway was in charge. There's a lot of loan players in that squad as well. And it, even if you backdate it to 2006, the year we went down, there was still a lot of loan players there, a lot of young players around the squad. And then we went down and then we had that summer on Spatman where we signed, what, 17 players or something stupid for the first team squad. I just feel like it's a sense of deja vu at the minute. I'm not saying we're going to go down this year. We've probably not got, we've got enough points now to nurse our way through for the rest of the season. But downward slope is concerning. And it's the same what happened under Jacket. We had Sean St. Ledger on loan. We had, you know, Rob Hulse on loan. We had a lot of players in that squad that weren't our players and players also that are starting to age. Like, this team is not getting any younger and you're not seeing, you're seeing Danny Mack and Billy Mitchell come through, but there's no one else that's getting you excited for the future, if that makes sense. And there's no one here past Jed Wallace as well going in the summer, which we all think is going to happen and who can blame him for that. But... We'll say it's gonna be a big rebuild. I personally don't think he's the man to do it. And I, I, I question, don't I question. So now it comes onto the article from today, where he's talking to staff on the press, and he's saying both Ikpiyu and Hugel, who both play for Cardiff and probably will both start on Saturday against us. Who knows? I reckon Ikpiyu definitely will. They, they were both targets for us in January window. We knew we was linked to them, but he's actually come out actively and said there were players on his list there, Kai. Firstly, would you make of him saying that and admitting to that? Because he doesn't often talk a lot about player targets, I don't think. Uh, he often is quite hush-hush about it. And also, the window's gone now. So wh- why are we talking about it? Obviously, he's been asked by, you know, probably Richard in that scenario there, Rich Cowley. But the fact that he said that, is that him saying the club didn't back him? Or players are turning us down? Would, would you read into that, Kai? Well, it's only a strange one, isn't it? Because it sort of implies that we missed out. Correct. So... um and it I mean, wasn't just speculation either, was it? It was no. actually we wanted them and we didn't yeah. get them. That's what it well, sounds like. It? That, that, that is, that, yeah, it's a little bit strange, I think, because obviously it sort of comes out as if we sort of missed out on our targets and that doesn't look good for Rowett anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm, not sure what he's, I'm not sure what he's trying to do there. I'm not trying to, I'm not sure, I'm not really sure what he's trying to achieve um, mm-hmm. by saying that. Um, it's not going to sway their opinion. They're not going to go, oh, we want to come to Millwall now. Uh, I, I can really hang... Probably. <laughs> Cynical, cynical cap on. He's doing that so that when shit hits a fan, he can say, "Well, these are the players I wanted. What would make the decision I wanted, which would make the change I wanted to give us the attacking presence, what I need to play a certain way." And unfortunately, the board didn't back me. And the backhand of that will be that the board will probably come out and say, "We wanted to get these players." But they wouldn't come to us because of everything that's been going on with our fan base and everything else, and it would just be fucking tied in. That that that's how I could see that. That's how I could see that playing out. Do you know? Do you know what the funny thing is? It's been all the bullshit about you know we're losing sponsors, even though you look at their LinkedIn page, there's fucking loads of sponsors being announced and everything else. There's this and the other, but you can see the way that could play out, can't you? Rarick trying to play dirty on the club. The club will sit there and go, no, 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 we were going to give it. But 
these players didn't want to come to us, say, you know, but yeah, Cardiff, potentially, I mean, there was one on off earlier, Cardiff is a bigger club than us, might, they, they might have more money, they might have better prospects, etc, etc, but I don't know, I personally think they didn't want to come to us because they didn't like his style of football. Probably a culmination of everything. Morrison's style of football is passion and hunger. I put a tweet out about the article that I questioned there, and a lot of people are mixed, saying, well, we don't often get the targets we want, blah, blah, blah. I think if we really wanted a player and the manager was back to go and get that player, there's no reason why we couldn't sign him, in my opinion. And and I know Cardiff are probably realistically a bigger club, but we're in a better position on the table with aspirations to try and get into the playoffs in January time. Let's say, you know, we are. And I don't, we're not selling the club enough then, I guess, or we're not right. we're not going for targets that the manager wants. And is that because, maybe again, being a cynic here, do the club maybe see a future after the manager when we get to the summer window? Absolutely. I, you know, who knows? Question, who knows? question for you. You're a professional football player, half decent, like the players that have gone to Cardiff. You've got a choice on your hand between Rowett and Millwall. You go to an interview, you go see these people, you've got Rowett, Millwall, or you've got Stevie Morrison, Cardiff, what manager's going to give you that little bit and go, do you know what? There's something about him. I, I, I want to play under him. They're going places. Well, if you ask me... I know who I'd fucking choose. If you ask choose. me, it's Bill mate, so... <laughs> no, no, forget, 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 forget the football team behind it. You've got Gary Rowett with A, another football team. Steve Morrison, A, another football team. What manager would you want to go fucking play for? Because I know who I'd want to go play for. Well, it's a hard one because Morrison doesn't have the pedigree or he doesn't have the background of being a manager. But he looks obviously to have got Cardiff seeing off the same hymn sheet. And this is what I worry about going into the game because what are they? Three wins on the bounce, trying to make it fourth on come Saturday. And he has a clear vision to what he wants. And also, I know obviously they're a bigger club, probably a bigger budget, but he got all the targets he wanted in that January window. I think they signed five or six players. There's a lot of players in that squad that he yeah, signed. Yeah. And the club have backed him to go and get them players. Whereas in our case, we didn't get any targets that we wanted. Well, we got Burke and, and Freeman. I think both are decent signings, to be honest. And now that I've seen them both playing glimpses, I hope Freeman gets a chance on Saturday to show what he's worth. But I'm conscious it, we're gonna, we need to probably wrap up this part one anyway. But I guess the underlying question here is Mickey, do you think Rat's gonna be in the job in the summer? We think his contract's gonna be out come the end of the season. He's going. Every, all the signs, the the the, the press release, the you know, I mean, you say the rumors and all that. I'm not gonna read what the rumors are because people are make rumors, rumors up though, mate. So right, yeah, yeah, no, no, look, I totally agree with you, but think about it realistically, right? You got Richard, Richard's piece with him. We've spoken to other journos where they've sort of spoken about it and said, you know. Well, I didn't think he was happy. There was something up. Then those rumours. Then the fact that players he, he wanted, we didn't get. Now, why didn't we get? Is it that the board don't want to spend any money? When, you know, they've got aspirations of going to the premiership. It's beneficial for everybody. But if you're not going to invest, you're never going to get there. And then, you know, is it what you said? Is it that Rowett's contract is up at the end of the summer? Which I think it is. I think end of July, I think his contract's up. And I think he's got the option for a rolling year-by-year extension. Is it that they don't want to be stitched up with players? What aren't the club's players? So if they get rid of him, he goes, they bring in a new manager. Then, for instance, that manager can then doesn't have to worry too much about shifting loads and loads of players. They can go, right, you've got to rebuild. You've got a whole summer window to buy your players. Go for it. Well, this goes back to my point. This goes back to my point of 
there's no one at the club that pulls the strings in these transfers. I'm not saying that the club should do the full business and the manager shouldn't get any say, but there needs to be a cooperative thing here that is life after our and that doesn't happen, or it seems to not happen anyway. Um, Kai, same question to you, mate. Do you think Rout's going to be here in the summer pulling the strings, trying to form his squad going into next season? Just, um, just a hunch. We don't have to quite take your hit, take your quote as final, but you've got a feeling now. At the moment, no, I don't think he will be. Um, okay. I just, I just feel like you know, uh, it's a, it's a difficult one because obviously, mm. if you look at his recent records, he tends to only stay at clubs for about three years. So it's about three years. So it's getting up to that point, and I wonder whether maybe that it might be time for it for a new, maybe for a change in the summer. But the, the going back to the Iguazu one, I know we don't want to talk about it too much, but. The weird thing is, it's different signals because start of the summer, uh, start of the window, sorry, comes out and says, um, you know, we're after young players, young, you know, attacking players. And Iquazu, okay, I, well, I think Iquazu is only 26, but Hugo was like 29. Mm. So that what if we're going for young players, why have them you shifted the attention to 29 year old? It's a bit strange. But I know we got, I know Sam Freeman, but I think that was more of an attacking midfielder because we needed an attacking midfielder anyway. But them two. I mean, Iquazi would suit the, would suit the fit, but does how does Hugo fit that? I don't know. Yeah, good point, and it's true. I mean, the same question goes out to our listeners and our viewers on YouTube. Just let us know what you think. I mean, answer the question: Do you think Rao would be here in the summer? And if so, why? And the same, I guess, against against it, and what you think? Because we're not sure. I don't think anyone knows. I don't think even Rao knows what his future holds. And I think you'll you'll be both right to mention, obviously, Kai. You said about the fruit, like you know, how long has he stayed at the club previously? And also, I think Mickey said to me on the text side today, he's low. He's not really been the greatest. You know, he'd done the dirty on Derby. Went to Stoke, albeit Stoke probably in a better financial position, and and Rattle was coming into Derby all along. But yeah, who knows? Who really knows? But that's the end of part one anyway. Uh, we're going to go straight to part number two, just to finish the show off, to talk all things Cardiff City. And welcome to the second part of the show. As mentioned, our nearest and dearest Welsh cousins, Cardiff City, come down to the den as we play them on the Saturday. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm bigging it up because, you know, fingers crossed none of them topple over the edge like they did a few years ago when they thought he had wings after having a Red Bull. But... Come on, Mickey, what are you expecting from Cardiff City when Steve Morrison comes to town? Hopefully, uh, no one falls off the top tier this week. Um, you just literally repeated what I just said there. Oh, I know. I weren't listening to you. So, yeah. yeah, I know you um, were. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm like you, mate. I've got a feeling that Stevie Morrison knows how to play us, knows how to play the crowd to the advantage. If you listen to him on podcasts and stuff, he sits there and knows what to do to rally the crowd. He's going to get the crowd, you know, possibly against them so that he will drive his players. And I can see him running all over us, um, especially if Rarick goes five at the back. If Rarick comes out going 4-4-2, then we might get a game on. Obviously, Kai, I mean, maybe you know the figures to be more precise, but, you know, Steve Morrison seems to have a bit of a tough time going into the new year as Cardiff manager. And he's been there a little while now, obviously got given the job after core. Help me. Who is the geezer in charge for him? Uh, Come on. With knowledge here, guys. Come on. Oh, it Kai, was... Just um, turn it was the fuck round. Was it Warnock? No, it wasn't Warnock. Oh, my God. Who was it? it wasn't uh, Come on. Oh, turn the fuck round. He's watching. Oh, my God. It was Harris. Oh, that's awful, isn't it? It wasn't Harris. Was it? No, that Harris was, was at Cardiff. No, 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 Harris was at Cardiff, 
and then who went there after? Was it was it Harris then actually? Uh, this is great. No, no, it was. Though, it was. Um, no, what, what's his name? Wasn't it McCarthy? Yes, it was Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy, yeah, 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 yeah. They've had three mill managers on the spin. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Three mill really? players, play, mill, three mill really. associated players on this. Yeah, or managers. Someone three link mill. Mill. Uh, Mick McCarthy did play for Mill, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and managed yeah. Mill as well. But back to yeah. my point, anyway. Obviously, you know they had a tricky spell there, and they've backed him like I said in the January window. They signed four or five real good talents, and obviously have really kind of kicked on now. Three wins in their last three in the league, and obviously did themselves no shame at. Liverpool on Sunday in the FA Cup. Um, what are you expecting from Steve Morrison's side? I think they're well organised. They seem to be playing similar sort of system to, ironically, that Gary Wright does as well. But I think their firepower might be just a bit too much for us on Saturday and the momentum they've got at the moment, fresh off a 4-0 win against Peterborough the other night. No, I think, yeah, I think they're going to be a good side. They've got um, lots of big centre-backs, haven't they? So, um, be dangerous from set-pieces. Um, so, we're going to have to sort of try and play, probably play it along the ground um, through... So either a phobia or Burke, uh, get them in behind. Obviously, three centre-backs, I think Flint, Morrison and um, I remember the other one. But they've got, they've got three, they've got three big centre-backs. And if you get them basically turning turning towards their own goal, they're going to struggle. So I think pace is the is the way to go on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Burke, Bennett, um, Jed, um, a phobia, uh, Freeman. Well, obviously Freeman probably comes on, doesn't he? Um, I'd like to... I'd Burke, like to yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like. The thing is, I'd like to see. It's weird, it's weird because obviously Savile's back, isn't he? But he didn't come on the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I think Billy plays it anyway. Always, um, mm-hmm. I think Billy's been really good so far. Um, Keith, I'm not sure, but, but you know, I think Keith's good. But I think I thought Keith had a good game on on Tuesday night. Um, I thought he had a good game. Um, so it's difficult to drop him. But maybe if we're going to try and go a bit more attacking, we'll probably put Savile in there, won't we? Yeah, uh, Saffron Billy in the middle, and then maybe I'd like to see a four-two-three-one. So Matt, Danny Mac, Hutch Cooper, Murray Wallace. Then I'd like to see um, Saffron Billy, Jed uh, Bennett, Jed Bennett Burke, a phobie, and then Freeman to come on. Okay, interesting. I probably would try and start Freeman. We don't, we don't know how fit Freeman is, obviously. But that's um, what I'm going to go with. That's why I've put him in now. I think once he's fit, I think he'll probably come into it. Yeah, interesting point then. It's true. I think he obviously showed glimmers at times. You know, he's got obviously a great touch on the ball through and carries the ball well as well. Yeah. And he, he yeah. can travel with it. And hopefully that's something, you know, back into your point there of trying to turn their centre-halves and try and just get at them, really, and just see what we can do. I think it'll be a game made for Oli Burke. I just think Cardiff are going to win on Saturday. I really do, lads. And I hope the reverse, reverse psychology works again. But I just can't get past this, the, the momentum they've got. They seem to be really meaning business at the moment as well. And that factor of Morrison coming back to the den, he loves being a Patman villain at the best of times when he played for us. And I think he's going to revel in it on Saturday. Um, the five signs they've made anyway, I just thought I'd say, obviously, Ikpizu, Hugel, Alfie Doughty, ex-Charlton uh, player, um, Thomas Doyle, on loan from City. These are all five loanies, by the way, as well. And Dramay, Cody Dramay from um, Leeds United. And also they recalled Ryan Wintle from Blackpool as well. I think he just seems to have just stamped his mark on the squad there, Kai. And... He's, I think he's saying my way or the highway. And obviously, based on their recent form, a lot of the players are buying into what he's doing there at the club. No, he's no, he's done well. They've got a strong, strong forward line in terms of their strength, holding up the play. Uh, got quick players running off them. Doyle's very good. Um, Doyle, every time I think Doyle's played a couple of times for City as well um, mm-hmm. in the past. And every time he comes on, he always looks very good. So he's a good sign. And that uh, Cody, is it Draymar? Mm-hmm. He's, he's really highly rated at Leeds. 
Uh, obviously, Hugo and Iguazu. Iguazu, I think, is strong. Um, he knows where the net is as well. Um, I'm not saying he's a 10, no, I'm not saying he's a 15 goal season striker, but he, he gives, he doesn't just, you know, he doesn't always, he might, he might, the goal, the games where he doesn't score goals, he'll give, um, his attributes will be, you know, his uh, physical strength, hold up play, getting players to run in, in behind, um, and play it to them. So no, they're, they're well drilled. It'll be a tough game. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go, I'm, I'll be, I'll be positive as always and go for a 2 0 mill win. Wow. Okay. Mickey, what do you reckon for Saturday's game, mate? Two two selections, I suppose. If we go pace and we play young and 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 play how we want it to play, then I reckon we might get one nil, maybe two one. Yeah. But I think if we go back five, I think Morrison will piss all over us, and I can see us getting beat two three nil. I'll tell you why we're going to play back five Saturday because Cardiff played back five as well, and so we will play with back five. I guess it will be a balancing act of try and just cause them problems where we can. And we've said this all along. I am at the point where I just feel like just go for it. We're mid-table. We're slowly drifting into nothingness. Try and rescue the season as best as you can. He laid it out after post-match in his interview with the club on Tuesday night saying, you know, 17 games to go, time for players to just show something and make something happen. Well, there you go. This is it. Let's see if his words actually carry any weight amongst the players and whether they go for it. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go for a one-one draw Saturday. I think it's gonna yes. be a tough game. Um, I, I personally see us probably getting edged out. I really do. But with that said, if I see a back four and I see Wallace in the side on the right, I see Burke potentially Freeman in there and a Phoebe up top because we ain't got really anyone else to play up front. I, I can see us giving them a good game. It's yeah. just whether or not we actually decide to try and give them a game or just try and cope with what's in front of us. So that's my well, basis for a 2 0 win as well. Obviously, five at the back, I think it could tight, but 2 0 if we play with pace. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see on that. And obviously, if you're listening, be sure to put your predictions down in the comment section below. Get in touch with us on Twitter at that mill pods. Leave the video a like if you're new around here. Subscribe, we really appreciate it. Is there anything else, Mickey, you want to say before we shoot, pal? Yes, mate, just a final up. Um, I just want to say, obviously, this Saturday is a memorial game. The reason that it's played around this date is, um, those of you who didn't know and fan of the board, they wouldn't do memorial, and I asked for it to be played around this date. Um, and funnily enough, when it first came in, we played Cardiff. Um, so it's quite touching that we're doing it again with Cardiff this week. But, yeah, just want to mention the names of Al Smith, Bob Bond, uh, Bill Ward, Rodney Phillips, Stephen Metcraft, uh, John Webb, Stephen Bays, and Stephen King. Um, those names probably mean nothing to most of the younger vis- visitors or the younger viewers, um, but those guys, those eight guys were on their way to a um, a game mill away to Southampton on the 11th of February, 1978. So when you're listening to this, it is going to be the 11th of February. Um, unfortunately, they were involved in a serious car accident Um down towards Bagenstoke Way, and unfortunately, eight Millwall fans that day lost their life. Um, a lot of their family still comes now, but it's something what um, I said a few years ago, and, and other people have done that um, we're never going to forget them and just keep saying so. You know, on February the 11th, we make a post, uh, we make a, a tweet in social media and put their names out there. And I just wanted to finish the show with um, 
putting their names out there again. So, yeah, this year is the 43rd anniversary. Um, which most fans probably weren't even born then, most of the younger listeners. But as far as we're here, we won't forget them. And uh, they were the names of the Bates and Stoke 8. So, rest in peace, lads. Nicely said, Mickey, and can actually agree with everything you said there, mate. And obviously, shout out to Fulham for their different Paul Parish's family on Tuesday night. Yeah. And well done for everyone again, the Golden Minutes applause. We don't expect anything less from Mill fans. And obviously, it was nice to see these scenes at the end. And obviously, we're meant to his family as well. So, yeah, that's us anyway, guys. Um, be sure to obviously interact with us. We do appreciate everything that we get from you guys. And uh, we'll be back probably on Monday to talk all things Mill winning against Cardiff, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kai. That's right, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me. I'm going to keep this in now because that was quite awkward and quite funny. Uh, cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah, you just, no sort of, I, I just sort of froze on my screen. I went, oh. Hello, everyone. And no one more. See you later. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.